In rural Hall, a small town about 15 minutes north of Winston-Salem, there's a new housing development. Two-story homes, tidy front lawns dotted with small trees and ample backyards. Hello. Hi, Devon. How are you? I'm good. Devon Mack is a single mom with two sons. She moved into this house, her first, in 2018 with housing assistance from Forsyth County. I couldn't believe it because I've always wanted a piece of the American pie, owning a home, but, you know, just walking in after that emotional roller coaster and, you know, just striding and trying to come up with the funds. It was unreal, but just to see the smiles on my son's face, it was priceless. 20 years ago, the Forsyth County Community and Economic Development Department began two housing programs to provide qualified, primarily black renters with the skills, training, and resources to purchase a home. The first is for individuals like Mac, who qualify for a bank loan but lack a down payment. Through the county's soft second mortgage program, BB&T Bank becomes the first lender, providing up to $30,000. The second loan for the down payment is provided interest-free through the North Carolina Housing Finance Agency. For Mac, a lifelong renter who never thought at all possible, this has been profound. The fact that I'm a homeowner and I have equity is amazing to me. Just leaving my sons something, you know, they have a piece of land, something that they can cherish, you know, and it can be in generations to come. Max says today she's investing in stock and looking to purchase more property. Forsyth County's Individual Development Account, IDA, program began under the premise that for people to escape poverty, it takes more than income assistance. It takes a chance to build wealth. Recently retired Dan Cornelis directed the program since its inception. You know, it's hard to measure people's self-esteem, their feeling of delight that they have a house now that's theirs, that their kids have their own bedrooms and so forth. That is, I think, the true miracle of the program. The house was just a byproduct. But to get there requires a year-long commitment. They must reduce their debt, raise their credit score, pay all bills on time, remain employed, attend monthly meetings and classes, learning to budget, opening a savings account. They're paired with success coaches who review weekly budgets and record transactions. These case files are then studied each month at Forsyth County's Department of Community and Economic Development. Cornelis admits it's an intensive, costly, hands-on program, but he says the biggest threat is supply. For years, we went $110,000 could get a three-bedroom, two-bath, 1,100-square-foot house. But this year, we're up to $190,000. We're probably going to go up $200,000. So if somebody's buying a $200,000 home, the cost of subsidizing that's going to be a lot more. But does the program deliver? For years, Cornelis wanted to have a third party review the hundreds of financial records in the form of notebooks collecting dust in the office. Then data analysts at the Center for the Study of Economic Mobility volunteered to study the case files and publish their findings. Director Craig Richardson says it was by no means an advocacy project. We looked at this like a business to think about the return on investment for this program. This is a net gain for the county. Not only do we have property taxes going up in terms of revenue, we also have equity being created on the part of these homeowners. That is transformational. Average home equity after nine years, nearly $50,000. Money, he says, that would not have been possible to come by as renters. Richardson adds that the foreclosure rate was low. Michael Tanner is with the Cato Institute, a libertarian think tank based in D.C. who researches social welfare policy. 
He says he's in favor of programs that address long-standing discriminatory housing tactics, but he's not convinced this local program is scalable. If you look at the average house price in Forsyth County and the size of the mortgage that's being taken on, it's very small. Even people with low incomes, as long as they have a steady job, are going to be able to qualify and participate in this and probably not, you know, that's why you get a low default rate as well. Try the same thing in San Francisco or Manhattan and you're in serious trouble. Today, after 15 years helping people acquire their first homes, loan officer Bianca Green is beginning to do the same work with the children of parents she helped a decade ago. That parent began the legacy as far as them understanding, okay, what asset building is, how important home ownership is. So that to me is just phenomenal. The future of the IDA program is anything but certain. It's costly, and government funding tends to go to new programs that show quick results. Moving forward, we'll take the continued matching funds by the Housing Finance Agency and increase support by local partners, United Way, banks, realtors, and other lenders who believe the investment is worth the return. For WFDD News, I'm David Ford.